Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Lindsay Oliver, and I'm a mum of two teenage boys in rural North Buckinghamshire who are my boys are enormous and they eat phenomenal amounts so like it or not I've had to learn how to cook just for the quantity and the variety otherwise they would go on strike <laughs> yeah I can see that well welcome to the podcast are you excited for some food questions oh god I love food I will talk about food I will dream about food all day long so you've totally chosen the right subject with me <laughs> go on crack on I yeah food is my life me too. <laughs> okay, so what did you have for supper last night? Well, unusually, I didn't cook last night. I had a really busy day at work yesterday. I have to organise a, an annual conference every year, and that happened online yesterday. So I was working, uh, pretty much didn't leave this seat from 7 in the morning through to nearly 8 o'clock last night. So the boys, my teenagers, cooked me dinner last night, and we had chicken tikka masala. Ooh. with poppadoms and rice so that was actually really nice and when I got there I was so hungry I don't normally eat naan breads and things like that so this thing that I could just don't do the, the extra calories but I scoffed a lot last night and there was nothing left <laughs> it was really nice I'm impressed that the boys cooked well they do cook um, and Dougie my younger one is on a food and hospitality course as well so he likes cooking but when I say they cooked dinner last night they they did in terms of opening a jar <laughs> <laughs> and then shushed it up with extra chili flakes and powders but it was still really tasty it was really nice not to have to cook so it was fine sounds fantastic I love a curry okay so what was your favorite kind of food while you were growing up well I've thought about it. I've thought about all your questions, actually. But the favourite, there's so much I love to eat. There's just, there's so few that I, so few foods I don't eat that it's really difficult for me to choose. But growing up, my my family are all farmers, so we grew up with a very farmy style diet, as in stuff in season, um, no waste and stuff like that. So the stuff I really enjoyed growing up was probably probably quite grown up which was you know shepherd's pie uh lamb chops um basic farmers meat and two veg style meals and I really enjoyed those and then my mum can make the most amazing stew and dumplings and spaghetti bolognese which I just remember I can't make them the way she used to make them when we were kids so those are my standout memories really proper comfort food and I can't that stop eating that sort of stuff it was it was really nice I know what you mean about never being able to recreate mother's cooking. I don't want that day to come. No, because no, my mum fantastic. When, we, when the boys were little, we used to go on holiday with my mum a lot, and she, we used to prep food and take it with us. And, and she said, what should I bring? The boys are young. What do they want? And I always said, just, just make a stew, because the boys wouldn't eat the stew, but I'd love it. <laughs> We'd have to go and get them fish and chips, but I would love it. That's fantastic. Um, okay, so... What was your favourite restaurant or place to go to to eat when you were growing up? It's interesting, this question, because I've listened to all of your other um, guests and they seem to have quite a repertoire of places to eat. But 
when we were young, going out for a meal was a really big deal and it rarely happened. You know, it, a lot like these days, we go out for meals quite a lot and certainly my boys have grown up going out for dinners quite frequently. But when we were kids, we hardly ever went and it was a massive big deal when we went. And when we were really young, my mum was really um, obsessed with making sure that we knew how to behave when we were in a restaurant or out in public. So she used to train us by taking us to a beef eater. Yeah, and we used to go to this beef eater in Trin called the Crow's Nest, and it's still there now. And it, I just I have my memories of it, of, you know, putting my best dress on and sitting very quietly at the table and understand, you know, being really on my best behaviour. But the minute the pudding was served, we were allowed to go outside and play in the playground because they had the little car park playground bit. And me and my cousins used to go out there and, and muck about. But yeah, we used to go there for birthdays and when we were taking grandma out and things like that. It was a really big deal. But when I think of my own children now, they're so spoiled because we go out for dinner prior to COVID. We used to go out all the time, you know, various yeah. pubs or stop off and lunch, lunch here. Um, but it wasn't like that when I was growing up. It was really rare. Yes, mum says the same. It was always a big occasion. But to be fair, we don't really go out, well, before COVID, we didn't really go out for lunch or supper unless it was, oh, should we go out for supper? So I guess it's similar, but not the same because mum always says it was a big deal if you were to go out. Yeah, yeah, a big occasion. It's always a family occasion. You know, we always had grandma. We always had my cousins. Um, you know, we were always told, you know, must behave really well. And, oh, it was, you know, pressure was on. And if we mess, messed around, it was a big deal. Oh, God, we get yeah. absolutely told off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your current favourite kind of food? Oh, my goodness. It's easy to tell you what I don't like more than what I do like. <laughs> and there's so, it's so few things that... I um, don't, there's a few things that I won't eat, but the one thing I cannot stand, which is really controversial, is garlic. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Can't bear garlic. Can't stand it. That won't stop me from eating a dish that's been prepared for me with garlic in, but I have never bought a bowl of garlic and I have never cooked with garlic myself. Can't bear it. I know it's very controversial. And I think the reason is, is that my mum uses it in everything. She puts it in everything. (laughs) So when we were kids, we had it so heavily on all our food that I just can't bear it. And interestingly, my sister won't touch it, and nor will my dad. <laughs> None ah. of us eat garlic. So it's easy to tell you what I don't like. But my favourite food, uh, ultimately, is um, would revolve around a roast dinner of some description. Yeah. And the ultimate, ro- the ultimate roast would be a Christmas dinner. And I love the whole period of Advent when you can eat pretty much anything and everything as long as it's got dried fruit in yeah. and uh, uh, anything that's got a Christmas theme to it I am a sucker for all of the Christmas marketing food that comes out you know it's the minute it's got a star on the box I'll buy it you know <laughs> I'm all over Christmas food any kind of um, stuffing or dessert or anything like that I, I'm all over it so anything like that that has something to do with Christmas dinner but ultimately it's the whole process of a roast dinner is my favourite but also, I do love fish. I do love seafood. So um, one of my favourite foods, when I, well, when I went travelling as a teenager, I went across to New Zealand and Australia uh, when I was 19. And 
my, when I came back, just before I came back, my mum said, what, what would you like as your first meal back in the UK? What would you like to cook? And, I, and the only thing I was really missing was her, she used to make this amazing um, smoked haddock mornay, really wow. beautiful dish. And I really enjoyed that. So if you ask me what my favourite food is, it's probably what I missed the most when I was away from home. And that would be it. Smoked haddock mornay. Sounds lovely. Okay, if we weren't in lockdown, what is your current favourite restaurant or place to eat at? Well, we've managed to keep some meals coming, actually, from these places uh, because they're quite local to us and they've done takeouts. But um, we've got two really lovely pubs which are managed by the same team of people local to us. And one of them's called the Old Thatcher Adstock. And the other one is called the Crown of Gorkett. And they do some really lovely food. And during lockdown, the thatch particularly has been open for... Um, takeaway meals so on a Friday or a Saturday quite often we'll choose uh, you know we'll choose a meal and Eddie will go and pick it up yeah it's really nice there it's just really it's just lovely it's not super super posh but it's it's a nice event it's really lovely I didn't know they were still open that's so lovely some are not all of them but some are I'm really pleased they've kept going and also, when we had the sort of semi-lockdown last summer, so we are, were allowed to go out, but you couldn't go indoors. Yeah. They were doing um, coffee and cake on a Saturday morning in their in their garden. So a friend of mine, uh, we I used to meet up with friend, a, a friend a week, and we'd go there um, mid-morning on a Saturday and just have coffee and cake sat on the garden, which you can do, you know, in a costa or whatever, but it was just nice to go there and do that. That was really lovely. I'm really pleased they did that. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait till we can do that again. Yeah, not long now. Not long. Not long. Okay, so what is your current favourite vegetable? Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, it's not garlic. (laughs) Um, But, uh, I mean, there's so many veggies out there that, that... you instantly think, well, as a side side order for your main dish, you put broccoli, peas, French beans or whatever. But ultimately, I think really, if I think about my favourite, it's what I go to straight away when I start to prepare a dish. And I often find myself chopping up a red onion and red pepper before I've even decided what I'm making. So if I said what my, fra- my favourite veg is probably red onion, because that goes in everything I do. Yeah. And it's quite nice raw, you know, if you um, on a salad or a Greek salad, rings of red onion are lovely. So, yeah, red onion probably. Great answer. I've not had anyone say red onion yet. There we go. Bit odd me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your current favourite biscuit? Well, again, I'm going to be a bit weird here because I do have a favourite biscuit. But I don't choose to eat biscuits particularly. My favourite biscuit would be a ginger nut. Because yeah. it's all about the dunking. 100%. And a ginger nut holds its shape and its firmness, you know, in giving you a good second or two to get it to your mouth before it falls apart. Unlike a digestive or shortbread, it just disappears. Yeah. So, a, yeah, a ginger nut is my favourite biscuit. But for me, when you have a biscuit, it's all about the cup of tea. Yes. And if you're going to go to the effort of having a biscuit with a cup of tea, you may as well go straight to the cake. <laughs> So I would naturally choose a piece of cake to go with my cup of tea more than I would a biscuit. Let's go for the full event rather than a half event. Any particular cake? Yeah, it's usually got some kind of fruit in it. Um, I quite like, last year we had a glut of plums in our garden and I we had this really good plum recipe. So we were living on plum cake a lot. That but was I don't. Good. I don't think you can really 
be a good carrot cake or a coffee and walnut cake. Yeah. Some of the best. I'm not a bit massive fan of chocolate cake or Victoria sponge, but something with some fruit in, um, I, I would go with, or a tea bread, fruit cake generally. Yeah, that sort of thing. Cake is cake is kind of my life, really. <laughs> that needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> cake is my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who is your current favourite chef? Fairly traditional, um, in that if there's, I pretty much watch the Food Network channel a lot. That, yeah. That's my go-to TV, really, if I've got, if I sit down of an evening. And I love watching Nigella. I enjoy watching Jamie Oliver. But my favourite, favourite, favourite is always Mary Berry. Because you know you can cook what she makes. Yeah. Nigella is just too faffy for me. And it's too <laughs> many things I've never heard of and ingredients that are all weird. And no, I love watching her. The programmes are brilliant, but the faffing around, I can't be doing with all of that. Whereas Mary Berry, you know that you've got eggs, you've got flour, you're going to make a pasta dish. or It's all easy yeah. to follow stuff. And she's a national treasure. She's so. awesome. Absolutely awesome. So Mary Berry, pretty boring and traditional, but I think she's awesome. I think she's awesome. That was a really good answer. <laughs> okay. So what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? Right, well, I know this is a podcast, but I did bring some books to show you. Oh, I get a visual. I love a visual. that. Um, the last thing that I cooked from a cookbook was actually not one of these books. I ended up having to look it up on BBC Good Food um, Recipes, which, by the way, they've got a really brilliant Facebook feed. And yeah. It's really brilliant. Anyway. But it was Dougie's birthday last week, so I had to make him a chocolate fudge cake. So I had to look up how to make that. So I did that last week from BBC Good Food. But the books I refer to a lot, my sister gave me this one for Christmas, which is really good, which is MasterChef Bible, Kitchen Bible. It's not really a um, recipe book. It's more of an instruction book. And it's got some recipes in there, but it teaches you how to fillet fish and how to gut a chicken and all of that sort of stuff. So that's really good. That's so good. Yeah. Then I've got, I've got Hugh Fernie Whitting Store and I've got Jamie Oliver and Mary Berry all in my kitchen. But I always look at them and then go, yeah, I'll get my faithful out. And this is such an old tattered book. And this is called <laughs> A Thousand Femme Family Recipes. And... Um, well loved it is really well loved it's really old actually and it's got no photographs in it <laughs> so you can make something and still be proud of the way it looks because <laughs> you've got no <laughs> reference you've got no reference but pretty much any ingredients you've got you'll find a recipe for it in here so I use that a lot but my most treasured item um, is this book here and it is super super old and it's called Homemade Country Preserves a farm woman's library book and it cost when it was bought four and six super super amazing and it's got um it belonged to my nana my dad's mum and sorry eddie's just poking his head on the door go away go away (laughs) it belonged to my nana and she died oh golly nearly 20 years ago but um i used to do she taught me how to cook she taught me how to bake really she was a super super baker and a farmer's you know long-time farmer's wife but she she was the one that taught me all about cooking in season and making sure that you use the products that are available to you at the time. Anyway, after she died, um, we were clearing out her house and she 
got this book, which her and I had cooked together with loads of times. Anyway, I just put it away and I never really looked at it. And about three or four years ago, I I was dealing with, it wasn't the plums in the garden, it was something else that I had a load of. I think it might have been rhubarb or something like that. Anyway, and I thought, oh, I don't know what to do with those rhubarb. And I looked it up in this book. And in it, she's written, she wrote little notes to me before she died oh, on how to cook so certain things. And there's a couple of things we used to do together. She used to do um, this amazing um, green tomato chutney. She had an incredible greenhouse and uh, always had loads and loads of tomatoes. And her and I used to make this green tomato chutney. She's written down in the notes in it saying, Lindsay, use plenty of vinegar and stuff like that. And then That's the dams so and jam we used to make together. And so whether or not she wrote those notes a long time before she died or whether she did it in preparation for that, I really don't know. But I absolutely adore this book and I use it every Christmas when I make my mincemeat and I use it for my plum jam and I use it for, um, well, yes, pretty much it really. Um, yeah, the, the rhubarb chutney is quite good. I'm not very good at growing tomatoes, so I've never managed to replicate her tomato chutney so yeah i've forgotten what the question was now i've gone off on one on recipe books no i love that that is amazing i mean at the moment i keep looking at all our cookbooks at home and mum writes in the um margins and on the recipes um so when i move out they'll all still be here so i have to buy duplicates of all the recipes we use all the time you're going to have to take photos of all the pages and just keep them yeah. on your computer somewhere. Definitely. Otherwise, they'll be lost forever. But yeah, they, it's funny, isn't it? There's certain little things that you think are so, so meaningless. And then years later, they become phenomenally precious. I think that is so... I just can't get over how lovely that is. Yeah, she was a lovely lady. But she, my, both my grandparents were farmers' wives and they both had a very different cooking style. My yeah. grandma, my mum's mum, was all about the meat and the roast and making sure that you know that the main meal was was rare you know the, the beef was prepared days in advance and you had to be rare in the middle and the lamb had to be pink and you know it was, it was a really big deal her roast dinners yeah. whereas my nana my dad's mum was all about the baking she used to make bread cakes uh, drop scones you know always in her cupboard she had a, a container full of goodies that she'd made recently um, but her her actual meat dishes were quite um, bland. Well, I feel Tasty, like tasty, but bland. If you know what I mean, not not fancy. Very very. Um, I don't want to say we're plain because that sounds rude, but very um, standard. She obviously preferred baking then. She was a, she was an incredible baker. I cannot even come anywhere near her pastry. She was an amazing baker. They are such lovely memories. Yeah, they are. They are. I wish I was good, half as good. Okay, now for the controversial question. Which is your favourite ring on the hob? Yeah, I thought about this. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange thing. Bottom left is the answer. And that's the reason for that is a, it's a double ring. So you can yeah. press the button and it make it goes double. But I often feel sorry for all the other rings. So I move <laughs> my pans around. <laughs> so I kind of think... Oh, I've used that one a lot. It, you know, I don't want to wear it out, so I'll just move my pan across to the other one. So, yeah, bottom left. The phrase that's really made me laugh is, I feel sorry for the other one. Yeah, I don't want to wear it out. I don't want to make it work too hard. And all the others are sat there doing nothing. <laughs> Great answer. Okay, on to the final meal questions. 
It's your final meal ever. You have no boundaries on how much you can eat. What will you be having and why? So what will you be having for your starter or starters of choice? Oh my goodness, how much time have you got? Okay, first of all, there's a pre-starter. You don't go straight in with starter. There's there's an appetizer yeah. that goes first, okay? And I do have a slight obsession with balsamic vinegar. Me too. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have fresh bread, olives, oil and vinegar, balsamic vinegar, and that would just get me going. Um, and then um, I would, I had once, and I've never seen it, as good since i had a really beautiful starter which was scallops with black pudding and that was amazing and i think i so i would go with that as a starter but to be pretty honest i would have any prawns or smoked salmon for a starter i think that's a fairly um it doesn't sort of doesn't i I know you can't fill yourself up on this demonstration but it doesn't feel too heavy on you so that would be my starter something reasonably like i don't like I wouldn't necessarily choose a um, like a tart or a goat's cheese tart or anything like that because of the pastry would feel quite heavy to eat as a starter. Uh, so yeah, it would be it would be scallops or prawns or salmon or, or all of it. But only good. after I'd had my pre pre starter. <laughs> Great. Well, you can have all of them because you can't get full in this magical meal. I'm with, I'm all over that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay, so what will you be having for your main or mains of choice? Well, it would probably have to be a Christmas lunch. Yes. With roast turkey. But then I'd also have some beef, a rib of beef as well. But for me, the Christmas lunch is not necessarily the meat, the main roast dish. It's all about stuffing, pigs and blankets, bread sauce, um, cauliflower cheese, uh oh my god cranberry sauce um horseradish uh peas broccoli but it's all of it it's all yes. of the gubbins it goes with it it's all about the christmas lunch for me you know so for me it would definitely be a christmas lunch is my main course but i would probably probably on the side have um like my mum smoked had it morning yeah or a bowl of her stew <laughs> that, any of that would be good for me all of it all of it, yeah. There's, it's, it'd be too difficult to pin it down to one thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, any other mains? Um, oh, golly. I don't think you can go... I want to say chips. I do want to say chips because they are pretty awesome chips. What um, kind of chips? Well, you know, fish and chip, chopped chips. Are, yes. Can't, can't go far wrong. Um, I do not like fries. <laughs> I don't like the greasy flavouring of a fry. American fry. Why did somebody do that? Said that. <laughs> well, it just annoys me because it's American. You know, yeah. potatoes should be fried as a potato, not as a skinny little thing with loads of fat on it. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really like uh, McCain crinkle cut um, oven chips. Yeah. That's really kind of naff, but I do like them. <laughs> so, yeah, I might have some chips. <laughs> I might have some chips. But if I was having a roast dinner, a Christmas dinner, of course, that would include roast potatoes, roast parsnips. And when I make roast parsnips, I try and sort of do them as chunky chips anyway. Yeah. Rather than the whole vegetable. So um, there's probably a fair bit of chip action going on already. Love that. (laughs) 
I didn't ask you. What are you having uh, to drink with your starter and with your main? Oh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, traditionally, I try and drink water with my meals because uh, I like to gulp my drinks and that doesn't go well when you've got red wine. So I would <laughs> probably have a jug of water with a glass. But to start with, I quite enjoy a glass of champagne, nice dry that. champagne. Um uh, I had the other day. I had a passion fruit daiquiri. That was nice. That was really nice, actually. Um, but I, I tend to stick to a white wine version than I would a red. But there are some lovely red merlots out there. Really heavy red merlots. So I, sorry, I'm drifting. I would start with a champagne and continue on champagne until I got to the main course, where I'd probably go to red wine. Great answer. <laughs> okay, what will you be having for your side or sides of choice? Well, we've got all of the Christmas dinner sides. Yeah. There's a massive list there. So roast parsnips, roast potatoes, your broccoli and cauliflower cheese, dauphin white potatoes, mashed potatoes, peas, French beans, broccoli. Um you have dauphin wilds with your Christmas lunch. Well, I wouldn't normally, but this is a normal. This is an unlimited meal. Okay, yes, I was just so, querying that because that's fantastic. Dauphin wilds, are an absolute mystery to me because I cannot make them. I have tried and tried and tried, but I am terrible at making them. But when you get them in a restaurant, they are divine, aren't they? Providing they haven't got too much garlic. Garlic. I was concerned when you said that. To be fair, because you don't like garlic. I'm a massive fan. Like I say, it wouldn't stop me from eating them if somebody else had prepared it, but I wouldn't choose to have it in there. Yeah, dauphinoise are quite an enigma. I don't, I cannot get that right. So yeah, I would probably have dauphinoise. Um, but for, I've heard you say you're a big bread sauce fan, and I am also yeah. a massive bread sauce man, bread sauce fan. So I would definitely have gallons of bread sauce um, and anything with a cheese sauce on. Really, you can't go wrong with a cauliflower cheese. I like kale, I like brassicas. Yeah, the list is endless. <laughs> Absolutely endless. <laughs> so, what will you be having for your drink with your sides? Um, probably, because I've had loads of champagne and red wine by now, I would go for soft drinks. I've, I've also got water, which is sort of cleans your mouth out of it, doesn't it? But I quite enjoy um, an appetizer. Yes. They're really nice. I like them. I think I find a J2O or anything like that a bit too sweet. Um, so yeah, I quite like an appetizer. That's quite a nice thing to have. I like that answer. I haven't heard I haven't heard anyone talk about appetizer for a while. So that's reminded me how good it is. Okay, now for one of my favourite questions. What are you having for your pudding or puddings of choice? Oh my lordy, this is so difficult. We can just have all of them. Yeah, it's going to have to be. So I'll start. I'll start <laughs> with. Okay, let's go. Let's get. Let's get sorted here. Right. Anything with white chocolate. In, so oh, white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, um, I like raspberries a lot actually. So anything like oh god, banoffee pie. Oh my god, we've got to have ban- oh my, banoffee pie is amazing. And I do actually make a really good banoffee pie if I don't say if I don't mind saying so myself. So probably banoffee, um, custard. Oh my! Oh god! Um, one of my most favourite things in the world is a really simple thing, but it's banana and custard. 
Yeah. Chocolate banana in cold custard. Oh, it's just awesome. Absolutely amazing. So I'll probably have banana custard. <laughs> I'm like a cheap date, aren't I? That's really simple. <laughs> uh, really lovely apple crumble, rhubarb yeah. crumble, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. My, my favourite, most favourite thing would probably be, oh God, it's really difficult to choose between banoffee pie and banana and custard, both which have got bananas in. Both. Both together with a trifle. Sherry trifle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love sherry trifle. We have it at Christmas and I always think, why don't we do this more often? <laughs> I love sherry trifle. Oh my God. But the most favourite, favourite, favourite thing is oh. Christmas pudding. Yeah. I have learned how to make it as well. A really good one. Um, so it, it's a long story, but I ever since the boys were little, we've always done Christmas cakes for the family. So we make seven or eight Christmas cakes every year. Start them cook them on bonfire night yeah and then you feed them and then we give everybody in the family gets christmas cake and then a couple of years ago i was thinking actually they're quite big these cakes we're making and my my parents and their other halves are going to struggle to get through a big cake so i started to make christmas puddings and i tried various different recipes and then this year i've got it cracked so it would probably be a christmas pudding with loads and loads and loads of brandy butter loads of brandy butter Great answer. <laughs> I now am absolutely craving Christmas lunch. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, so am I actually. <laughs> <laughs> Any other puddings? No, I think I'm done with puddings because I, I, I'm, I've got my eye on the cheese. My head is uh, already on the cheese. Okay, before the cheese, what drink are you having with your puddings? More champagne. Lashings and lashings of champagne. Love it. <laughs> okay, I already know the answer, but Lindsay, will you be partaking in a cheese board? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> oh, most definitely. But it's a bit of a strange thing. We don't eat butter in this house because Eddie's got high cholesterol, so we tend to eat the Benicoles or the flora proactive. So butter is a bit of a treat. I use it in cakes and things, but we don't tend to have butter. Yeah. So whenever we go out and whenever there's a cheese board, I would I adore room temperature lashings, big thick butter on a, a good cracker. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, but there's we don't often have cheese and biscuits really because it is quite a treat, isn't it? But it, for me, a cheese board is all about the chutney. Yes. The chutney, the quince jelly, the celery, the the grapes loads of butter and really 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 nice crackers and uh, before lockdown um i used to get you know when you're prepping for the, the joy of christmas is all the shopping and all the prepping isn't it yeah. and i so there's i'm always in london a lot around christmas i've lots of meetings in december in, in london and at marlebone train station i'm always rushing around and if i've missed my train i end up going in, there's a little deli in marlebone station and they do really, and I'm sure it's a, you know, well-known branded cracker. I, I don't know, but they're like sourdough, really thin crackers, cheese biscuits. Ooh. And I always end up buying bags and bags of different flavoured um, thin crackers. Not the Jacob's crackers, you know, real fancy ones. Lovely so I really ones. enjoy those. Yeah, really lovely ones. And they're about the size of a, you know, 50, I don't know, it's the size of a, they're just the size of the palm of your hand, not very big. Yeah. And, um yeah, so I'd, yeah, probably have those, lots of butter, and then the cheese, the cheese, the cheese, cheese, 
and perfectly timed. Tom is just stood so here. Perfectly timed. Tom is here, and he his obsession is um, what's it called? Your cheese that you really love. Oh, black bomber. Black bomber. Yeah. Adores black bomber. So we'd have a wheel of black bomber. We'd have camembert, a brie. Oh, I'm not a massive fan of brie. I'd always have a camembert over a brie. Controversially, I do I do enjoy goat's cheese, but I know a lot of people hate it. I love goat's cheese. I agree with you. Yeah, I really like goat's cheese. Um, but I also, I would have a really hard, uh, like a, I want to say parmesan, but not a parmesan, a similar to a parmesan, a really hard cheese. Yeah. And then... If it was Christmas time, I'd have something with cranberries in because you can't resist not buying it. <laughs> a Wednesday with cranberries or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, but it would also, my cheese board would have uh, some homemade chutney. So there'd probably be a plum chutney on there, um, a tomato chutney, a load of quince jelly. Um, and then, yeah, so for me, it's a whole meal in itself, my cheese board. It's not just something that comes after the meal. It, it's, it takes a lot of thought and planning. Love that. <laughs> what? A cheese board, if it's going to be great, has to be planned out. So definitely, you can't just give it a half-hearted effort. It's a serious business. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, and what drink are you having to finish the meal? Uh, well, after I've done my lashings of champagne, um, yeah. I do enjoy a peppermint tea. Oh, me too. Finish, finish my meal with a peppermint tea. Um, but I, if I was in a restaurant, I'd order a peppermint tea with petit fours. So I haven't finished eating yet. I still Love want that. extra chocolate on the side. <laughs> I want extra bits and pieces on the side. So I'd probably have a peppermint tea with some petit fours. Um, yeah, or a, a little mint, a, like a chocolate mint would be quite nice. Oh, lovely. Mm. Well, thank you for telling me your favourite meal. That sounds incredible. I feel like I should be the size of a house now after eating all that food. <laughs> Okay, now for Biscuit of the Week, which I'm quite nervous about because earlier you didn't say much about biscuits. <laughs> but what biscuits have you been eating this week? Well, I don't, like I say, I don't really do biscuits, but we do keep, I say we keep, they don't last very long, but we do buy Lebint's chocolate biscuits. Oh, yes. Yeah. But there's a strict rule in this house about those biscuits. What? First of all, you, you, you can't, you have to eat the chocolate around the edges first. Yeah. You can't just eat eat it like a normal biscuit. You have to nibble around the edges to get rid of the overhanging chocolate. Yeah. Then you can eat it like a biscuit. I love and that. And they have to be st- they have to be stored in the fridge. So the crisp- really? the chocolate is yeah, so the chocolate is hard. <laughs> Do you keep chocolate in the fridge as well then? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Controversial. Are you not a chocolate fridge person? No, I keep it. We don't we don't put um, chocolate in the fridge because it's harder to snap. That's exactly the reason why we keep it in the fridge. So it is snappy. But then it takes longer to eat. But, you know, I'm saying all these things about where I store things and whatnot. In all honesty, it never lasts that long in this house. (laughs) So we buy it and eat it. Okay. um, And what do you rate the Choco Leibniz biscuits out of 10? They're pretty good, aren't they? Um, And if eaten properly, like I say, and if taken from a fridge, I'd say they're a good nine, good nine out of 10. Great answer. <laughs> Have you tried the different variations or are you strictly talking about the classic? The classic, and I haven't tried variations, but there is nothing to choose between that and the Tesco's version, in my view. They're exactly the same. Really? 
I think. I don't think you can tell the difference. And they're usually Fantastic. 50p cheaper a box. Great. Well, good to know. I now will be switching to the Tesco's ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any local food businesses you would like to shout out? I do, actually. Obviously, we mentioned um, the old thatch at stock and the crown at Bramborough. But uh, we are really lucky here that we have a brilliant farm shop not far from here called Udderly Fresh. Yeah. And they do raw milk and uh, they have a raw milk vending machine. And so they're brilliant. They're based just outside Winslow and you can pay, you put your £1.20 in the slot and you get a litre of uh, fresh unpasteurised raw milk, which is just awesome. So I would love to give a shout out for them, but also they do milkshakes as well. So you can do there's like an optics, a range of optics, and you can get an optic of um, flavoured milkshake concentrate, and then you put it in your bottle, and it fills up with raw milk, and you've got an instant milkshake. It's lush. That's amazing. Lush. And I took Dougie up there last week, a week before, and we got this week's milkshake was salted caramel, and we brought it home, and rather than drink it as milkshake, we turned it into um, drop scones you know scotch pancakes amazing it was like this new recipe that we invented it It was really amazing so we had two or three evenings of salted caramel flavored scotch pancakes they were really good that's such a good idea yeah it was brilliant uh any other shout outs they don't have to be food related but any other shout outs at all no i think uh I mean, I'm really proud of what Utterly Fresh have achieved. They've, they've really done well there and it's supporting British farming at its roots, really. So I, yeah. I give lots of my credit to them. They've got a really good shop as well, you know, selling freshly made breads and sausage rolls and fresh fruit and veg and things. But the, the raw milk vending thing, I think, is an absolute stroke of genius. It's brilliant. Yeah, sounds fantastic. So where can people find you? Well, because I'm quite old an old-fashioned i'm not massively um big into instagram but i am on there so lindsay i think it's lindsay oliver 62 on uh, instagram but i'm also on facebook and i am on linkedin which is really dull and boring but i have to be on linkedin for work and a lot of people connect to me through that so lindsay oliver on linkedin well thank you for that and i will put your links in the show notes so people can find you yeah, and talk to me about salted caramel scotch pancakes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been so lovely to have you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure when lockdown ends, we'll have in real life chats about food. We will, with lashings of champagne. Yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been so fun. Bye. Real pleasure. Thanks, Jemima. Take care. How fun was that episode with Lindsay? It was so great to have a chat with her. And now I am completely craving a Christmas lunch. I don't know about you, but a Christmas lunch sounds fantastic right now. So if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and you'd like to tell some people about it, why not share a screenshot on socials? I'd be so grateful if you could do that and tag me because I'd love to see if you're actually having a listen on whatever day because that would be lovely. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear some more, why not subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening on because that would be absolutely fantastic. 
If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, why not leave a little review to say what you think about the podcast? Because that would be very exciting. I'd love a review. And if you would like to see more of the behind the scenes of the podcast, why not follow Butcher Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter? I mean, I'm most frequently on Instagram. If you like a chatty story, that is the place to be. If this is the first Butcher Baker Podcast Maker episode that you've listened to and you'd like to hear some more food podcast episodes, there are several. There's the whole of the first series if you'd like to dive back into that. And this is the fifth episode of series two. So I hope that you'd like to have a listen, tune in, see what this is all about. It's about food. I don't really know why I said anything else. It's a chatty podcast about food. Speaking of chatting, thank you so much for listening. I've got to go now. Bye. series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy from recipe favorites to biscuit chat.